Hello, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Brett Thorne, a food service industry podcast by Restaurant Hospitality. I'm your host, Senior Food and Beverage Editor Brett Thorne, reporting to you from the world of media, obviously, since I work in media. It has a a different feel from the restaurant world. I hope you don't follow media as much as I do, even though, to be honest, I don't follow media more than I have to because I'm busy covering you guys who work in restaurants. But you've probably heard of some major cable news personalities being fired, and maybe you've heard of news organizations going out of business. It's it's honestly been a tricky time for uh, media, I guess since the beginning of the internet. I remember in 2008, we lost about a third of our staff to layoffs, and then in the couple of years that followed, it was like being in a Latin American police state in the 1970s. People just disappeared. Uh, I am happy to report that those days are over, at least for me, for now. Uh, the Informa Restaurant and Food Group, uh, of which Restaurant Hospitality is a part, is doing well. We haven't laid anyone off in almost three years, and I've got to say that it, it really is a great place to work. I get along well with all of my colleagues, and we have a great collaborative work environment. We share sources and talk about ideas, and and it's it's actually really cool. When I tell this to my fellow journalists at other companies, they are almost always surprised. It seems like internal competition and insane bosses are the norm. That is, to say the least, unfortunate. I mean, I know we all get paid to work, and so we can't expect it to be fun all the time, but there's really no reason for general human shittiness to get in the way of getting our jobs done and and living as good a life as we can. Why am I telling you this? Because my guest for this episode is Michael Mina, whose Mina Group operates 38 restaurants in collaboration with a bunch of hotels and similar businesses, and he works hard to make sure that they're all positive places for everyone, including Mina, to grow and learn. Uh, That includes the creation of Minaversity, an online learning tool that I would tell you about, but he does a much better job of it in our interview, which is going to start right now. Here is Michael Mina. Hi, Chef. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Brett? I am good. good. How about yourself? I am terrific and uh, glad to talk to you and discuss what's going <laughs> on in your world. Uh, among, Thank you. Among other things, you have Minaversity started, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, many, many things going on, but yes, we do. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you talk about whatever you want. So we can talk about university. We can talk about your new restaurants, whatever you want. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks uh, for having me on. This is fun. Um, and I haven't spoken to you for a minute, so this will be good. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, university, it's, it's kind of, um, um, you know, I think during the pandemic, I think, um, many people, you know, including ourselves, you know, as you, as you know, you came out of the pandemic, there was a lot of survival mode. And I think that one thing that, you know, has always been, I've always been really passionate about is, you know, really how 
how we educate people that work with us and, and how we learn from people that work with us. And it's kind of a two way street, right? You, you want to do both. And so we've always been, you know, trying to be forward thinking about the tools that you need and the people that you need and things of that nature. And I think that that was one of the things coming out of the pandemic that I wanted to make sure we really want to make sure we didn't, not only we didn't forget about it, we actually think it's going to be more essential than ever, you know, and also just the way people learn nowadays too. I mean, people, you know, there's so many places to get information and everything else. And I've, you know, always been a really big believer and I feel like I was always really blessed in how my career worked out because even though I was a chef at a, you know, at a very, you know, at a four-star restaurant at a young age, it was always about how do we learn together? And, and I don't feel like mentorship for me was, oh, you know, the people that are working for you, you mentored every single person. I actually would say it was a little bit of, we mentored each other and we all learned from each other. So how do we, you know, and the goal was many years ago, how do we formalize that more? We started with a, a platform called Recipe Exchange and it really was, you know, kind of self-explanatory. It was a platform for, to be able to approve dishes as we started to grow and build multiple restaurants. But it was also a place in which people could work on dishes together. And then it was also a place where the whole staff could go in any of the restaurants and, and see all the food. There's technique videos um, on and everything else. And, and um, everything from, you know, which, which piece of silverware to serve with it? What are the wine pairing? And that was kind of the start of, you know, really saying, what are some different ways that we can add education, which ultimately adds really to career pathing people. And so coming, you know, during the pandemic, we actually had a, a good opportunity to say, you know, this was a vision, but visions sometimes are hard to bring to life when you're running a lot of restaurants. And we said, this would be a perfect time to start to bring this vision to life. So we started bringing it to life and we're continuing it with university. And the idea is really, you know, taking advantage of the fact that we do have multiple restaurants with a lot of great chefs and chef partners and different cuisines. And those restaurants, it's not just about the cuisine. Those restaurants also create, there's a culture with those different countries and those cuisines. And then, you know, how do people really learn, you know, more than just the day-to-day of making dishes and how, and, you know, and, and running the restaurant, which is, you know, things that they can take for the rest of their life as far as, um, how do you actually run a restaurant? How do you run the business side of it? Things of that nature. And that's the goal is to really be able to, to build this in a way in which um, people, you know, really can get a, a really good education while they're working. And, in, and you know, where, where I think we're really invested in this is, you know, when, as we all know, with any sort of education, it, it has to do with the tools. It has to do, you know, with, the systems, but it also has to do with the people that are leading it. And so we went out and got really some best of class people to put this together and to lead it. And so I am really excited about it because I feel like, I feel like, you know, our industry has so much to offer and it's been great to kind of watch, you know, 
to watch chefs and, and restaurateurs kind of blow up in this industry and build multiple restaurants and things like that. And I think it's really improved the cuisine throughout the United States. But it's always extremely rewarding when you see it happen in your own business. You see people start as a as a busboy and end up as a general manager. Then you start to say, well, how did they get there? And how do we get them there the right way? You know, how do we get them there the right way so they can go on from there, even in own their own restaurants or whatever it is. But it seems like Miniversity is uh, it's it's targeted toward getting sort of uh, hourly employees uh, to progress and become managers and, and enter that sort of more uh, that, administrative yeah. managerial kind of situation. Well, that's exactly the goal. The goal is to say, you know, not every single person that comes to work from you for you is going to want a career path in this industry. But let's just say, you know, 30% do, right? What are the tools and how do we do it in a way where kind of the old school way of doing it was, you know, and you probably did this more, more of the mom and pop style where you kind of, you know, put your arm around somebody and said, you know, we're going to walk, you know, we're going to, you know, build you up in the restaurant and build you through all the through all the stations and everything else. And I think, you know, the way that we're looking at it is don't lose that. Don't lose that passion of doing it like that. Cause I think that there's something about that that's magical when you're working with people, but have it as you really have it much more systematic so they don't miss any steps along the way. And so every station, you know, as you progress through the restaurant, you have all the different learnings, you know, that you've learned the right, you know, you know, that you've learned, what you should learn as a busboy before you become a back server, for example, or what you should learn in garmage before you move to pastry and, and all the way up to, you know, really being a, an executive chef or a general manager or a sommelier or a mixologist or many, you know, many jobs that there are. And then always be committed to giving people the tools to go past that if they want. And so is it up and running yet or you're working on it? It what is. It is. It's up and running, and um, and we have, you know, probably um, close to two or three hundred people on it now. Um, and it's um, and it's not. Um, it doesn't have every bell and whistle that it'll have by the end of the year. The goal is really by the end of the year to have all the bells and whistles in it and more. You know, but but never. It'll never stop. It should be organic, like you know. When you somebody does a cool technique, you want to get the video of it and get it up there as well. You know that that'll always continue to grow as well. So, how as a Michael Mina employee do I enroll in university? You actually, when you start working in the business, you immediately are enrolled, and then it's then it's what you know really comes down to where you want to take it at that point. You know, it's obviously more geared towards. Um, educating you in your role so if you're let's say starting as a bus or a server everyone that's a bus or a server does need to learn that part of it but it is opened up to you to move yourself forward and you can opt into wanting to be you know wanting to be um uh, part of the career pathing and then you know um the managerial the the, the, the in restaurant management team will uh, take you down that path as well as you know as well as the l d team and then you know the above re the above store leaders um you're also now on their chart and in their you're you know you're part of their 
world now because now they're looking at you for you know future for other restaurants and other restaurant opportunities and um and that's kind of you know um now it's really about uh I think there's so much information out there in the world and everything else. It's kind of almost like you need to narrow it down to what matters in your world, you know, and, and that, and, you know, and I think we have done enough restaurants to where we have some really good knowledge to share with people in our world. Um, and so we've kind of narrowed it down to what are our standard operating procedures. And that's kind of where it all starts um, position by position. And it's all online, I'm guessing. Yes, it's all online. And so, when when do people do this? Do they do this in their in their spare time? When when do they educate themselves? Um, yeah, you know, there's it's a combination. You know, people will just go on it themselves and educate themselves with it. But a lot of it is actually just the learning in the restaurant, so so that you have a better grasp of you know, okay, you know, if I'm gonna go from a you know from a back server to a front server you just get to go, you can go on and see what does a front server need to know? What, is, what are all the, you know, what, what are they being quizzed on for this different than what I'm being quizzed on or whatever else it is. You can learn it within the restaurant and then, you know, and then we will set up opportunities for you also within the restaurant. That's really your goal where you can start to be trained in those areas in the restaurant hands-on. So it's something that's, that's part of sort of, uh, training on the job absolutely absolutely as well yeah and and we use it constantly like in lineup and in kitchen lineups and things of that nature and then it's great for the kitchen staff because they still have the whole recipe exchanges in there so if you're starting in garmish day where you know a lot of times you know the mindset used to be um you have to work x amount of years to get these recipes or whatever else it is we have a completely different mindset ours is complete transparency the day you start before you start you get every single recipe and you get it every method and everything else and it's all right there for you laid out for you and 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 i think that that um gives you you know i think that that gives you the best chance of success yeah it sounds great and i also like the idea that you're teaching people, but you're also learning from them because everybody has something to contrib contribute. They know stuff. That's absolutely the truth. And I think that that's, that has been the spirit of it from the beginning is, you know, like I said, I mean, I feel like I've always been very blessed to work with great people. And yes, my job might be to set up, um, set up an opportunity for people to share that information and the platform or whatever. But that doesn't mean that me or two, three people are the only ones populating it. You know, this is, this really should be circular learning and it should be something in which there's, you know, there's uh, people that have been with you for a long time or new people that come in that have worked in other places that just have a lot of, you know, great thoughts and ideas to offer as well. And, and why not let every, you know, why not let everyone be part of that as well? So is there, uh, you, do you have the recipe exchange, which does that let everybody share recipes or yeah. is it more? Okay. So talk about how that, no, so, how's that work. Yeah. So the way that works is the restaurant that you're in, uh, everybody goes in and gets to see all the recipes, whether you're in the front or in the back, then the managers, all the sous chefs 
um, all the way up to chefs, managers, mixologists, they share amongst all 38 restaurants. And so you can get access to, if you're an employee in one restaurant and you want access to another and you're not a manager, we will allow you to have that access. But it's, but um, all managers have access to all of it. So they're seeing everyone's recipes. And, you know, you'll, like as a chef, you might go pull a vinaigrette off of one dish, but you also might, you know, there's times where people have even worked on dishes together where you can start a dish and other people and another chef can go in and take that and finish it. Um, and so, you know, and so there's all the component recipes and everything else. And it's, it's there's about, oof, cause you know, everything's seasonal. So they all change three or four times a year. That was the biggest thing was trying to keep up with that, but then it all gets archived. So now there's probably 40,000 recipes. On it. It's wow. kind of crazy when, you know, what, it, how it adds up so quickly, but, but you know, it's really exciting to see. And, and you know what, it's competitive. It's competitive. Honestly, there's a, layer of the competitiveness that I actually really like because people aren't just going to put up something, you know, they're not going to run a dish for one night as a special and say, Oh yeah, I'll, I want to do this without really thinking about it. Cause you know, you're, you're all of your peers are looking at it. Yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, it's interesting that sort of dichotomy between competitiveness and collaboration, you know, so much of the, outside world, not involved in, in restaurants, watches all those food competition shows. And, you know, it just kind of makes working in a restaurant seem like a hornet's nest where everybody's trying to, you know, uh, undermine everybody. Um, but like I've interviewed some other chefs who are on shows like that, or like, for example, I remember talking to Elon Hall who had his own show called yeah. I Fight That. And I asked, so what's what's up with that when really cooking is about collaborating and helping one another. And yet all of this sure. stuff is shown as competitive. And he said, well, you know, as a line cook, I would compete with the other line cooks about who can do this better or faster and so on. So it's, it's interesting that there's, you have both, you have competition, but you also have collaboration. hundred percent. And, and I think that there's, you know, it, as long as it's done in the right way, it's, it's healthy. And, um, and I think that the, Collaboration is definitely healthy and it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, it's definitely, to me, it's probably some of the most enjoyable work that you do as well, you know, um, when it's, you know, when it's done right. And, and it's great to see people that started, you know, that start in the restaurants and to see um, how thankful, you know, they're very thankful that you're willing to share all this. They're, they're not that used to it, you know, and it's not that people aren't willing to share. It's just that it's, that it's organized in this fashion and you can digest them this way. I think that's probably the piece that, you know, is a little bit more unique to what we're doing. And so then how does competition come into play in terms of the running of your 38 restaurants? Competition? How so? I'm sorry, I'm not sure. Well, you, you said that it's, you know, there's competition oh. that people want to uh, uh, produce. They want to post great recipes. They don't want to just do it off the cuff. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's organic. There isn't like a competition, for example. Right. Um, but you're going to put your dishes up. And a lot of times, you know, um, 
whether it's a recipe, a dish or a technique, if it's something that's, you know, really great or something that, you know, we find really exciting, it might end up getting used at other restaurants, might end up going into, there's a part of it that we call, uh, it's our R&D side. And it's kind of like the greatest hits album, right? And, um, and, you know, when your recipes go in there, then they can be pulled for any restaurant without approval and they can be uh, used on in any holidays as well. And so there, there not a lot of re- recipes go there. So when they go there, it's, it's a big deal. And then they feel good about it. And it also seems like it's kind of a, an informal quality control that people are all trying to do their best because it's out there, you know, for everybody in the group to see. Absolutely. So for some reason, I'm thinking of how a few years ago, some media would get all bent out of shape. Some chefs would be irritated that, you know, one restaurant stole their recipe or something like that. Like, is that a concern of yours at all that people are going to take your stuff? You know, that's never been a concern of mine. And I think that that was something from the beginning that I would say, um, it's not a concern in the sense that, you know, like I said, I think if you're doing this, you know, the way that I've always done it, there's collaboration and the ideas are coming from, they could be coming from myself. They could be coming from other people. They could be things that they've seen elsewhere in their career. And I don't think that anything that's helping our industry move forward um, is, is an issue for me. Like as long as we're making better food and, making making you know making progress in the social areas that we need to make progress in things of that nature who who really cares you know i mean it's you know i, I don't well that, that's certainly how all, i've always felt but i don't run restaurants so i don't really know yeah. but it does seem that the challenge of running a successful restaurant isn't finding some magic recipe because there are you know a quadrillion recipes out there but yeah. it's the day-to-day operations that's that makes you a great restaurant. Hundred percent. It's all about your, you know, your standard operating procedures and and fulfilling them. And you know, it's really hard to do every day. And every day, the restaurant is better or worse than it was the day before. It's never the same. There's too many moving pieces, and so you have to strive every day to be better. And you have to create as many create as many um, you know advantages as you can possibly create. But at the end of the day, so much is it is about you know, the team really buying in, working together and, and driving the restaurant and everyone having that same vision. And, and frankly, the best way to, to do that is when you get that environment that feels like that, where everyone really is really proud of what's going on in the restaurant. And they, um, they almost start holding each other accountable because they don't want to see, you know, they, they need, there isn't a position in a restaurant, especially now, especially now. There is not a position in a restaurant that's not important to the success of that restaurant that day. You know, it can be anything. The person that's the polisher, you know, without that person, now we're behind in every other area of the restaurant. It, it, It all works so hand in hand that there really just is not a position that's not important in a restaurant. And so I think that, you know, that's kind of the beauty of it as well. And so it's not about a recipe. It's, well, the recipe is important. You can have the best recipe in the world, but it's about the people executing. Right. Well, and that's that's what I hear a lot. But and 
so now you have to do that over 38 restaurants. You've been doing this for a while, obviously, but how did you how did you grow your restaurant empire to this size? Well, you know, I, I clearly had a vision when we started it of how we were going to do it. And we were going to partner with, you know, I really saw the opportunity with partnering with hotels at um, to, for the majority of the restaurants. And I saw where, where, you know, you kind of would, there was infrastructure in the hotel that would help you to stay focused on the things that were important, you know, that you really needed to stay focused on, whether it was the, um, the design, you know, the interior designs that all of that, the concept, and then, like I said, all of the standards and the execution and the operations. And you would get help with everything from engineering to building the restaurant to all of the things that I think kind of are trap doors for chefs because, you know, chefs kind of, uh, you know, when you're a chef, like everyone asks you for the answers to everything. So all of a sudden you start thinking you're a plumber and electrician, <laughs> all these other things. And a lot of times you're not <laughs> you know, and, and they're distractions to what you're focused on. And, and, and so, you know, I would, I was, fortunate at the beginning where I was able to, you know, when we started Mina Group, it was my second company. And, um, and when we started it, we said, okay, we're going to put, uh, put our capital into infrastructure and partner with hotels and do management contracts. But where we're going to put, where we're going to invest is going to be in the people before we ever start. And we're going to start is very different for a restaurant business uh, that's kind of a more upscale restaurant business. You don't usually start with a head of HR, a head of marketing, a head of finance, a head of development and design, things of that nature. You just don't have that luxury. You usually just start with a chef and a GM and, and an accountant and you wing it. You know? And um, And so we started out that way, which I think really helped us and we started out with recipe exchange and building that and things of that nature. So we started out really strategically to say, how do, how are we going to grow? And most importantly, how are we going to be able to, you know, grow talent around us so that as we grow, there's the right people to run the day to day and to run the business. And a lot of people can will say that, but, I know how hard it is to do by, by doing it. And I'm not saying that we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that right now we have all those positions, you know, in the restaurants exactly where we want them, but, you know, we do have a vision for it and we constantly are working towards it. So we know, we know the steps it takes. And then we just, you know, work towards making sure you have those right people. So Mina Group's your second company. What was your first? Aqua Development Corp. Okay. So Aqua was my first restaurant. And um, and so it was just, Mina Group really was just spun off from it where we, um, where my partner and me kind of uh, split everything. And I kept the, the management contracts. Like th at that time I had Bellagio and MGM and he kept the freestanding restaurants. And so- um, and so we had a few restaurants to start when we started Mina Group. So was was it helpful to start with one restaurant group and then kind of uh, branch off from there, figuring out what you really wanted to do? Well, it, it was in the sense that the first one, 
was really organically grown and, you know, did a combination of lease deals and, and hotel deals. So learned a little bit about both and it was just very, you know, kind of organically grown in that sense. And, um, and, you know, it's kind of the, the normal story, you know, my uh, partner was the big investor and everything else. And so him and his family owned the majority of it. And at some point, you know, it was time for, you know, it wasn't really like anything besides the fact that it was time for me to do my own thing. And, um, and so, you know, he wasn't really active in the business. So I did get to learn a lot, but a lot by trial and error, which was great. You know, I mean, it's a great way to learn. And so, and so when we started Mina Group, we were able to say, you know, this is the direction that we really want to go. And when did Mina Group and start? I, you know, uh, Mina Group started in 2003. 2003, yeah. It's been a, it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I, yeah. I interrupted you. I think you were going to say something about, I don't know, the... the formation of the company or the direction you were going or something like that? No, it, it just, I, I think it just a little bit more of the same, you know, it really, like I said, it really um, did start with, you know, a, a really great core of people that were, had been together for a while. And so then we were just able to continue to, to bring in more people and the right people and, and then really just stay focused on how do we, you know, develop talent. Well, and it makes sense that you uh, leverage your partnership with hotels and, and other organizations who have a, a lot of infrastructure and can help you expand. Well, and you actually learn a lot from them as well, because, you know, you're you're partnering with different hotel brands, too. So besides different ownership groups, you're partnering with Four Seasons or Ritz-Carlton or this. And they, they all are, while they're all great brands, they all do things differently. They do things, some things the same, they do things differently. And so it's a, again, it's, a, it's more education than you can get. Which we all need. None of us knows everything about what we're doing. So that's the truth. Not even for that day. No, right. <laughs> Each Especially day brings that. <laughs> yeah. When I started my job, I worked for a weekly news magazine, which doesn't even make sense oh. anymore. How can you produce news only once a week? And now, obviously, we're constantly everything, and we're doing videos and podcasts and whatever. Yeah, and I, I think I need media training at this point. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> I love it. So, and so, what are your uh, plans? What, what's up? What's going to happen for the rest of 2023, 2024? Um, you know, we we will continue with, like I said, you know, we took a. We took a nice size break for us, you know, because we're a company that does usually around five, you know, five, four to five projects a year. And we took about a 22 month gap where we did one project and it was really to, to rebuild, you know, a little bit. Uh, rebuild's probably not the right word because some most of this we didn't have. So I guess rebuild's not the right word, but to build to build what we thought we really needed to continue to grow and to grow in a way in which one, we're going to be proud of the outcome. And to me, that's always going to be the most important piece is that we're building restaurants that matter and, and that we can be, you know, that, you know, we really can continue to be really proud of what, what we're doing. And so I think that that has been the biggest focus. And then um, now we're back into 
starting kind of no we opened in charleston we opened sorelli and that's a partnership with with chef adam sobel who's a part who's a chef in in mina group but really talented guy he's on a he's just on a cooking competition right now tournament of champions <laughs> hope he wins <laughs> yeah and uh and so you know and so we uh opened that restaurant which was huge success and now we'll we have a handful of openings and it's starting in november again um and then um um and you know just continue we want to continue the path of you know the goal is to be able to continue to build you know the restaurants that we build uh, we have about six concepts that we kind of focus on um that we grow that we're growing more of and then and then there's still always this opportunities with other chefs and you know we have um i have now my second another chef in our company is um going to launch a concept within our group and uh so that'll be you know the third person to do that so we want to keep growing that as well um to where there's opportunity within our group for for people that work within our group to launch concepts as well are you allowed to tell me what that new concept is or it's still a secret it's still a secret i'm sorry all right (laughs) but I have to ask. You don't have to answer. <laughs> so you said you have six concepts that are sort of growth mm-hmm. vehicles. What what are they? Um, we have two different steak concepts. We have bourbon steak and strip steak. So that how they get for his bourbon is kind of that quintessential modern American. You know, it's been around for a while now. Very technique driven strip steak leans more to the Japanese side. Um, American kind of you know American combined with Japanese. So a lot of the sensibilities, a lot of, you know, great product, Japanese product and things of that nature. Uh, We have a concept called Pabu. Um, Pabu is our Japanese concept that we partnered with Chef Ken Tamanaga. We have that in San Francisco. And and unfortunately, very sadly, Chef Ken passed away last year. And so um, we will still continue to grow that with his son. His son, Kato, now is, um, is, took over, uh, Ken's son's small restaurant, and then he's also working with us on Pablo. So we gave that a little break, enough time to just let Cato get himself, you know, situated, and then we will continue to grow that. Um, then we have the Italian concept with Adam Sobel, which we have not, um, we have opened one called Sorelli, but Adam kind of handles all the, you know, the Italian, if we, any Italian concepts we do, but, uh, but, um, so Adam is our partner there. And then we have a concept that's really near and dear to my heart. It's called Orla. And that's going to, it's a continuation of a concept that we started called Ornos. Um, but Orla is that Mediterranean, middle, the Eastern Mediterranean and Greek. And, you know, kind of exactly what I grew up eating at home and my mom cooked at home. And um, so that's one that, that we're really passionate about and, and growing that one strongly. So that's four. Oh, I'm sorry. There's two, two steak, uh, Pabu. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, Pabu, Orna. Yeah. Or- Orla, Pabu. And um, the last one is Bardo, which is a French brasserie. Okay. So there are five. Um, and it's, I would think that some of the people listening to this might want to work for you. Are you hiring? Absolutely. Always. (laughs) 
always. That's that's something in our business. I don't think it ever stops. <laughs> right? Can they can they just go onto your website and like yeah apply for yeah. a job? Yeah, there's a spot right on michaelmina.net that um, tells you where to go for for job opportunities, and we'd love to have you. Yes, I would think so. There's always a yeah, everyone's always hiring, which is nice. It's nice. <laughs> that's that's kind of the, the whole idea behind why you put the effort into into the educational side of it is because people are always hiring and it's not it's a good profession to have under your wing, even if you even if you're just doing it while you're going to, to college, high school or whatever. You know, because you'll never be without a job if you don't want to be without a job after that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe after college you join a tech startup and it crashes and burns, and you can you can wait tables <laughs> for a while after until you find your job in your next tech startup. That's right. You never know, right? You never do. Uh, great. Well, Michael, mean it was a pleasure to hang out with you. I hope we do it more often because it's been quite a few years. Absolutely, uh, appreciate it, friend. And uh, thank you. I hope we can do it again soon, and I'll let you get back to running your thirty-eight restaurants. <laughs>